0: From a Church. This is my new toy. It's called Periscope. And so you guys are live. Come on, wave to everybody out there. There we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna use it to get the word out. I'm also gonna use it to answer questions and stuff. So you guys will follow me on Periscope. We'll see you guys. Hey, God is about to move here. All right. Good morning, everybody. Having a great time at church. Now, adults, if you're a guest or you didn't realize what's going on, what you just saw was called a Jesus Mosh Pit. And I tell you, I'd rather see these students who are fired up about Jesus. Man, I want to be in a church where students are rocking it for Jesus instead of the world. Thrilling. Baptisms at all of our campuses. Man, it is exciting. Pastor Zach is, and all of our team, all of our staff, all of our global staff doing an unbelievable job, really. Pastor Zach said, hey, we're going to stay here and we're going to do a conference instead of going to Florida because we want to make it affordable. We want where everybody can come. And we do it next year. I believe it will double. And then God is at work in our student ministry. Now, for a lot of you parents at all of our campuses, we can pick kids up. By the way, welcome to all of our campuses. If you are here to pick kids up, we you owe a debt to a group of people. So if you are a volunteer, Our movement volunteer student worker, would you stand up? Small group leader, come on, stand up. Host, host, whatever. Just go ahead, stand up. Man, these guys have given it up. Man, they have given it up. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. They took time off work. They have lived with your kids for four days. Dear Lord, they're going to have jewels in their crowns. Go ahead, man. It is amazing. So we're thrilled about what's going on. I don't know how many students were saved. We don't even know all this happened. It'll take us a week for Pastor Zach of the team to figure it out. By the way, you saw in the video, Pastor Zach talked about it fast and loose. Do uh, you have friends and family that you try to get to church, they won't come. Tell them we're talking sex. Give them a card. They'll come. They'll come. Trust me. That's why we do it. So, man, just you'll find out more. It doesn't begin next weekend. Next weekend. This weekend drives up in power. Next weekend it dries up in prayer. We're going to finish Ephesians. Matter of fact, thousands of people are going to be filled with the Spirit of God today. Thousands of people will never be the same because about what God is just about to do. Wow. And that it is exciting, exciting. The momentum is building. We're going to rock to seven thousand before Labor Day gets here. To pick up every weekend as people come back and God moves. By the way, before we dive in the book of Ephesians, four spots just opened for our Israel trip in October. It's going to be a life-changing experience. It'll be our first maiden voyage. the trip that I'm, that I'm leading and taking folks from our church. If you want to go, call my sister and glory tomorrow in the office. But those four spots will go quickly. So if you'll check on that, that's the deal. I got a question for you. Listen to Sam. Now, I know it's hot. There are some units that are broken down. They will be fixed next week. In Jesus' name. I'm just going to go ahead and give you that. If y'all quit breathing, it'd help. All right, here's the deal. I've got a question for you. It's what we're going to talk about. Here it is. Do we all need God's power? Do we need God's power? Because I'm about to help you with that. So you said you needed it. So I want you to just absolutely lean up on the edge of your seat and get ready. Because we need His power for our walk, for our witness, for our worship, for the warfare that the devil's launching against us, our church, our nation, this world. And we need it for the Word of God. As matter of fact, the Bible says, Jesus said, that the Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth. We need the Holy Spirit to teach us the truth. We need to open our eyes because uh, Especially if you grew up in church, you had a biblical box handed to you and you didn't even know it. And you cannot, you, it's very difficult to get things God wants to say outside of your box unless you're open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? And so this is it's, it's critical. Our only hope to rise up as a church, rise up in groups, rise up you as an individual, rise up as family, is by God's power. There is no hope to stand for Jesus in this culture without the power of God. And I believe we'd all agree on this. Would you agree that the power flow of God flows through the Holy Spirit? Would y'all agree with that? Anybody? All right. Now, this is the deal. That's as far as we agree on. Once we take one more step into the work and into the world of the Holy Spirit, we begin to divide. We begin to slice so thinly, Scripture that we separate ourselves from each other. We begin to divide on doctrine so much that it's unbelievable. My question is this: How can the power source for the church and Christ followers be the subject that separates us? Because the great divide in the kingdom is not about styles of music. There are two great divides in the kingdom of God in America. First is race, and that's horrible. Because there are not black churches or white churches or Asian churches. There's just churches. And so, first is race, and then second, second is the personal work of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus prayed in John 17, the high priest would that we would be one, so so that the world would know that the Father sent him. And there is a slippery slope, the satanic slope, that we get on by arguing thinly sliced layers of theology instead of surrendering and submitting and seeking the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? And so I just want to challenge you to be to beware of the demonic deception. Because what, what, I did a message uh, Friday for all of our students of movement about how the, the devil is the master of deception. And he will get you sidetracked, arguing thematic, arguing semantics, arguing all this stuff. And if you what will end up happy if you're not careful, you'll end up powerless. And if you're powerless, you'll miss your ministry. You'll take your past and your potential, and you'll be easy pickings for the devil. Every time I hear a church fell, a pastor fell, a small group ended. Every time I hear that, that a Christian family ended in divorce, every time I hear all this stuff, my question is, where's the power of God? God, why, why are they not filled? Why are they not walking in your power? What is the deal? So today, church, we're going to rise up in power. We're going to rise up in biblical power of the Holy Spirit, especially these hundreds of students at every campus sitting down front. Because let me tell you, this is the deal. If church is working right, the next generation will always be stronger than the last. If the church is working right. My two sons leave ministry at their age that were so far beyond what I ever knew even was possible when I was their age. Why? Because they're launching off mine and Michelle Silvers. I look at others of our young adults that are on staff. I look at others. You know, our our this is a decade of dreams to reach, to, to reach you know, 10K by 20K, 10,000 people by 2020. And we'll turn this thing over to young adults, and they're going to take it. They're, they'll reach another 25,000. As we have campuses in every county as we expand because they're going to they're they're leap off where God has brought us and they're going to the next level. Is that right, students? Come on, somebody help me in the house. Go look at three verses, and then I'm going to show you how to plot these three verses. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 says this, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having believed you were what? Filled with Him with the Holy Spirit of promise. You were sealed. Ephesians 5.18 says this, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be what? Filled. This word is a, a verb, and it's a passive verb. It means the action is done by someone else. The action is done to you. It is present, passive, continuous in the Greek New Testament. That means be filled over and over and over with the Holy Spirit. And then he gives us the warning between these two commands, and it is Ephesians 4.30. Do not what? who, By whom you were sealed to the day of redemption. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed. Now listen, if you listen to Sam, don't miss the Word of God for the weeds. I have two seminary degrees. Both of them are, are, are out of a theological slice called cessationism. It means the supernatural gifts are not for today. It means the Spirit of God is, is doesn't work like He worked in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. And that was my education. That was my background. But I had one good thing going for me. I didn't grow up in church. Now, that's usually a negative. But for me, I was able to read the Bible and say, wait a minute, what about that? And see, many of us aren't because we have the theological box that was handed to us. And frankly, all the theological boxes have some errors. Because the only way to create a full systematic theology is to get rid of some other verses. Now, if you're a hardcore one of those theological, man, I'm, I'm so sorry, but that's just the way it is. It's just the way that it is. And so, this is the deal. I'm going to take you through a stroll through some scriptures that open my eyes and help me understand how to walk in victory. You, are y'all ready for the word? Are no, y'all not ready? Are y'all ready for the Word of God? All right. I know it's hard, but listen, it's way harder than hell. So come on, hang hang with me. Here's the deal. <laughs> Help me, Lord. John twenty twenty two, and He Jesus had said this. He breathed on them, them as the disciples. This matters a ton. So you've got to follow with me. Are you missed? Are you ready? He breathed on them, the disciples, and said to them, What? receive who? So Jesus breathes on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Then we flip over to Acts chapter 1 verse 4. Jesus, talking to the same group of people, said this. I'm going to mess your theology up today. I don't care if you're Pentecostal or Presbyterian, Catholic or Charismatic Baptist or, you know, nothing. it doesn't matter. Gathering them together I love to mess people up anyway. Gather in together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised. Which he said, You have heard of you have heard of from me, for John baptized you water, but I will bab- uh, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and not many days from now. Now wait a minute. Didn't he already breathe on them and said receive the Holy Spirit? Is that what he said? Now he's saying, Stay in Jerusalem, I'm gonna send you the promise. So there's something else coming. But you will receive what? When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Huh, that's odd. Now let's go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. Yeah, Pentecost. When that Pentecost had come, they, same group, are you ready? Same group that got breathed on, same group that got prophesied to, now the same group about to get the promise. They were all together in one place, and suddenly they came from heaven like a violent, rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them. Tongues as a fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them, and they were what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Hmm. He breathed on them, said, "Receive." Then he said, "He's coming." Now he fills them. That's already messed some of y'all up. It's gonna get worse. Acts chapter four, verse thirty-one. And when they, who's they? Same group of disciples. When they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all what? Filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Didn't Jesus breathe on them? Then did He say the promise was coming? Did the promise come in Acts chapter 2? Then what in the world are they doing getting filled again? See, the reason we don't live the book of Acts is we're not filled like the book of Acts with the Holy Spirit. That's the deal, gang. Listen, we want the Book of Acts, and you've got to you got to receive the power. Acts chapter eight, verse sixteen and seventeen. Where they they come to a group of people and they say, have, have, "Have you received the Holy Spirit?" Why would they ask such a question? For he had not yet fallen any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They heard the gospel. They heard the resurrection. They were saved, and then they began laying their hands on them, and they were what? Didn't they get the Holy Spirit when they got saved? What's up with that? God doesn't care about your theology. Acts nine seventeen. And our Ananias departed and entered the house, and after laying his hands on him, he said, "Brother Saul, who the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road now." Was Saul saved when Jesus knocked him off his horse and he said that, And he said Jesus was Lord? Was Saul saved then on the Damascus road? Sure he was. Who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming has sent me so that you may regain your sight. And what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Wait a minute. Paul got saved four days ago. And now he's been filled with the Holy Spirit. What's up with that? Acts chapter 10, verse 44. While Peter was speaking, these people hadn't even, the, the sermon wasn't over, and nobody given an invitation, and nobody been baptized with water. While Peter was speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon those who were listening to the message. What? That's not the right order. We like it in a neat box, don't we, April? Hey, Two plus two equals four. We wanted an a nice theological bow tied around it. Said, Boom, boom, that's the deal. That's it. I got it. God said, man, I am never going to work my work around your little box. Acts 60. You know what? The, it shouldn't, acts shouldn't be called the Acts of the Apostle. It should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit. And Acts chapter 13, verse 52. The disciples, did they get breathed on? Promised to. Build on Pentecost. Filled again in Acts 4.31. Look <laughs> like now. The disciples were what? Continue filled with what? You need some joy in your life. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. He'll give you joy. Come on, just surrender to the Holy Spirit. It's the deal. They were continually filled with joy and with what? That can't be. They were already filled in a bunch of times. What's up with that? We leave. We leak. Your children that are driving you crazy make you leak. Holy Spirit. Come on. If the apostles needed to be filled and refilled and refilled, how about us today? Man, I need more of God. I don't want you, but I'm thirsty for God. Acts chapter nineteen, verses two and verse six. And he said this, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? You ever ask anybody that? Absolutely not. It's a crazy question. Why would they ask that? Well, it's Bible, so go ahead. And, and they said to him, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what were you baptized? We were baptized into John's baptism. And Paul laid his hands upon them, and the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to in tongues and prophesying. What's up with that? Now, would you agree? Would you agree to this? That all God's power flows from the Holy Spirit? Would y'all agree with that? Now, don't get stuck in semantics. Don't get stuck in a formula. Get stuck in surrender. One thirteen, Ephesians, you are sealed. 5.18, you are filled. It said they were filled, they were baptized, the Spirit came on them. He uses several different words. See, what we want to do is we want to dissect those words down. We want to parse those Greek verbs, and we want to we want to dissect them down. When well, the Bible uses the words multiple ways, hey, you can be filled, you can be baptized, you can receive the word baptism. People say, I don't use that word baptism, but this you know what the word baptism means? It means what you just saw fifteen students do at Pell Campus. You are dunked under something. And I don't know about you, but I want to be dunked under daily with the Holy Spirit. I want to be filled daily with God. I want to go under, man. I want to breathe deep of the Spirit of God. I want all. That I can get a guy. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what it comes like. I don't care what anybody says. They can make fun. They can mock. They can do whatever they want to. I want to be in the spot where the glory comes out. I want all of God. anybody in the house want all of God. So this is the deal. Doesn't matter your background. Doesn't matter what happened to you at camp when you were fifteen years old, twenty five years ago. It doesn't matter what experience you've had. It doesn't matter what you've done. The only thing that matters is this right now. Are. You're filled with the Holy Spirit now. That's all that matters. Hear me, listen. It nothing else matters. Yeah, but what about in the past? It's gone. It's Paul 13. What about today? Yeah, but let me tell you, I don't, I don't, I don't even care. Don't tell me about your past. I don't care what you used to do. I don't care what you did now. Pastor Josh asked a couple questions ago, a couple weeks ago, when he preached an unbelievable message on rise up in the church. When you look to what God is doing, are you are you historical? You have to look back to see what God is doing. Man, what's happening today? So are you filled with the Holy Spirit? You say, well, how can I know? I'm so glad you asked that question. So glad you asked. I'm going to give you four biblical marks. I used to think that there were three, and I added one this week. I'm about to give you four biblical marks that you can measure your life. against to say whether you're filled with the Holy Spirit or not. Are you all ready? And you say, well, what about tongues? In and, and, and tongues, the to mark, tongues is the easiest gift of all the gifts to counterfeit. So, no, did the did tongues pull an sure Did if you got the book? If you have to get tongues, man, you got to pray. Language use it, man, B- by all means. Paul said, "Do in the closet, get in your closet, and go after it in Jesus' name." No problem. But, but there are four ways that you can't, three that you can't counterfeit for sure. So, are y'all ready? Are y'all ready to? Are y'all Are y'all engaged? Y'all ready? Number one, if you're full of the Holy Spirit, control, then you'll have victory in your daily walk. Galatians five sixteen says this. But I say, walk by the what, and you will not carry out the desires of the what? Flesh. But if we got raw and real, if we got honest with us this weekend, there's some things in your life nobody knows about you can't overcome. There's some besetting sins, or there's some strongholds, or there's some issues that are dragging you down, that are consuming you with guilt, that are grieving the Holy Spirit, that you seem to can't get victory over. And you say, I don't understand, Pastor. I tried to quit. I tried to stop. I don't, I don't understand what the deal is. Let me tell you what the book of Ephesians says. Are you ready? If you're listening to I am. The same spirit that raised Jesus of a cold slab in Joseph's tomb is alive in you. The resurrection power of God is alive in you. And the victory is in you. You are already an overcomer. If you will release what is in you, you will overcome what is outside of you. Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. And so you already got the victory, Jake. The victory's already in you. Whenever I go to a place and buy something, I pull my debit card out and I swipe my debit card, I'm drawing against the cash that's in the bank. And when you need the power of God, you're drawing against what God has deposited, what he's sealed in you until the day of promise, of the Holy Spirit of promise. You you are drawing against what God has put in there. Does God ever run dry? Has God got more than enough? And so God will fill you and you can be an overcomer. Oh, you can overcome that stuff. If you say, man, I've tried and needs help, come to Money night, celebrate ministry. Get in a small group for some accountability. But you have the power in your life. Don't believe the lies of Lucifer that you can overcome. See, right believing comes before right living. If you got stinking thinking, you're going to have stinking living. You are an overcomer. The same power that raised Jesus rising up in you to make you an overcomer, to overcome the things you didn't believe because our God can in Jesus' name. And if you're full, then you're an overcomer. That's why Thesis 5.18 says don't be drunk with wine. When you're drunk with wine, what is in control of your mind? The alcohol. He said, but be controlled the same way by the Holy Spirit. Be filled, be surrendered, be consumed by saturated, dominated, permeated. Be controlled, be consumed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, men and high school, you know, men guys, this is hard for us because we want control. We want to feel like we got it all together, don't we, guys? We want to feel like we're in control of what's going to happen. But the truth of the matter is we don't have a lick of control. And so the sooner you surrender, the quicker you quit trying to be in charge and you surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, the quicker you're going to walk in victory in your walk. Does this make sense? Let's rise up in the name of Jesus. Let's rise up in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's part number one. Can you stand three more? All right, number two, victory in your witness. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. For when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall, and his power is on you. Then you shall be my witnesses, in both Jerusalem Judea, and Judea, to many of the outermost parts of the earth. You will be my witness, not I hope so, not you should. You will be when the Spirit of God is control of you, when he is flowing inside of you, he is going to give you the boldness to show your faith. You say, but, but wait a minute, Pastor, that's just not my personality. We're not talking personality. We're talking the power of God. It overcomes our personalities. Now i talking about boldness, not belligerence. We got enough loudmouth Christians out there saying such stupid stuff that they make the rest of us look bad. Crazy people read the read the Bible, they still act like crazy. Are you with me? And crazy people go to church. There's no meter we can have. to Keep crazies out. They're coming. They're coming. We have they come here too. In fact, our staff said, Pastor, you got to have a bodyguard. There's so many people coming, people trying to break in the back door, people trying to do stuff, people arrested, trying to trying to come and get me. They said, man, we've got to do something. Or somebody kills you or somebody does something. I said, okay, whatever whatever you think. See, that's the deal. We all have family and friends that are far from God, don't we? And if you don't have the picture in your witness, you'll never be bold enough to share the gospel, and they'll die and go to hell forever. Now, some of us have never declared, some of our friends, some of our families, some of our coworkers, some of our teammates. Maybe you're going to a new class or a new school, or maybe you're in another job, and you've never declared that you are a Christ follower. Again, I'm not talking about being belligerent. I'm talking about being a blessing. And see, you waited so long. now you don't know how to declare. Man, we, we need the power of the Spirit of God to declare. Would y'all agree with that? Romans 1.16 says this, For I am not what? Ashamed of the what? gospel for it's the power of God His salvation. If you're full of the Spirit of God, then you're going to be a witness. Does this make sense? You're going to, and our moment, just, momentum is building. It's building out of movement. We are one. It's building our student ministry, our kids' ministry, it's building our groups ministry. It's building in all of our campuses. Man, it is moving and we need the power of the Holy Spirit to confront and deal with all the people that God's going to bring us that they'll be saved. Filled, filled, controlled by God and walking in victory because that's the will of God. Are you with me? John ten ten. I came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. You might, are you there? Victory in your, victory in your walk, well, victory in your witness. Number three. Oh, let gets ugly right here. Fruit of the Spirit is produced in your life. Galatians five twenty two and twenty three and twenty four says this. Look here. But the fruit of the Spirit. That means the fruits. That means the Spirit's in control of your heart and life. That means the Spirit is in control. Guess what's going to come out of your life? Look here. Love. Somebody need some more love? I know some of you. You need some more love. Joy? How about some peace? How about this Jalom of God in the midst of all hell breaking loose? Let's get patience. Cause if you look at my patience limb, it's withered away, there's not much on there. I need I need more the Spirit of God, patience in my life. Kindness. The meanest people I know go to church. Meanest people I know go to church. Are y'all are y'all there? You know what I'm talking about? Listen, if you're a, you say you're a Christian and you're mean, you're either not full of the Holy Spirit or you're not saved. Yeah, but my dad was mean, or my papa, or my mama was mean. I don't care. You born again, the Spirit of God in control of your life, because if he is, there's going to be kindness flowing. How about goodness? How about faithfulness? If you only come to church once a month, eh? How about gentleness? Look here. What's that word? Having trouble with the fork? I got the strongest elbow in East Tennessee right here, buddy. That's the deal. Listen, if you can't put the fork down, you have a self-control issue, you need to be filled with the Spirit. You got a porn issue. You got a greed issue you got a substance abuse issue. You don't have any self-control. You need to release control of the Holy Spirit. Are you with me? It's just listen, these nine fruit of the Spirit against such things, there is no law. These are man, these are all legal. Now those that belong to Christ Jesus have what? The what? With his passions. We crucify the flesh of his passions. Now, you want a great small group discussion? List these nine fruit and ask your small group members, which ones these do you see in me? Okay, he didn't like that. All right. You want to make it worse? Have a, have a family altar. List the nine things and ask your kids, which one of these do you see in us? Well, that'll get real. No, I didn't think y'all want to do that either. All right, so this is the deal. You've got to surrender to the flow of God if you want the fruit of God to be in your life. John John 7, 37-39, look here. Now on the last day of the great feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty. I don't know about you, but I'm always thirsty for a big, long drink of God. Let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. If you're born again, if you believe in him, you're going to have rivers of living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit whom those believe in him were to receive, for the Spirit had not yet been given. Listen, this is the deal. If you're born again, there's a river that won't lose in you. And for some of us, this turned into a stagnant pond because you've corked it up by grieving the Holy Spirit. You've let bitterness or something else win in your life and you're, you're, you're stopping the flow. You want a bundle of life? You want victory? You want to walk in it? Then listen, you've got to uncork the flow and let the river bubble up in Jesus' name. Somebody in the house needs some bubbling. Some bubbling. Bubble up. Bubble up, man, let's flow. And there's give me give you one more that I've never seen until this week working on this message. Number four is you'll have victory in your worship. Victory in worship. Look at Ephesians five, even when it's hot. Ephesians five eighteen. Don't get drunk with wine, for that's displayed to be filled with spirit. And if you're full of spirit, listen, you're gonna be speaking to one another with songs and with hymns and with spiritual songs. Oh, you're gonna be singing. Now listen. You know, I finally come to realize, you know, people get mad at all of our camps because we block out the back rows to fill the front back. You know why I want to keep want to sit in the back? So nobody can see they're not going to worship. And he said, well, I'm just not demonstrative, Pastor. I, listen, this right here. That's not worship. Listen, if you say, I man, I'm worshiping, then you need to tell your face." See, when you're full of spirit, worship's going to come out. Speaking of ones and other songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. Always giving what? Thanks, you're always, see, if you're full of spirit, gratitude's going to flow. Praise is going to flow. Man, the spirit is going to flow. You know what's not going to flow? A bunch of negativity. If you're around a believer, it's always negative. Just walk up and say, bubble up bubble up. What do you mean? Well, you got a river. You've got damned off, big dog, because, man, I'm tired of you spewing your negativity on me. Are you with me? Come on, man. Bubble up in Jesus' name. Bubble up with some life. Bubble up. The Spirit-filled life is an adventure. If you're not having an adventure in the Christian life, you're not living it right. Well, who do you think you are, Chris? Pastor, who do you think you are telling me that? I think I'm a spirit-filled, radical Jesus lover who loves every day God has given me on this earth since I got saved. Amen. That's what He wants for you—the victorious life. Here's the problem. Are you ready? Here's the problem between the two passages of the Scripture is Ephesians 4:30, and it said, "Do not what? Do not grieve who? The Holy Spirit. Come on, guys. We all grieve. We all grieve." How's you, Pastor? Oh, oh, oh. oh I greet him, all right. When I'm impatient, when I'm angry, when I'm mad, when doubt creeps up in my life, I can give you over and over and over and over things in my life to grieve the Holy Spirit. And I still want to be filled. I still want to be yielded. If you read my journal every day today, I surrender to you, Father. Today I submit to the leadership, the lordship of the Holy Spirit. Be my guide. Be my teacher. Speak through me. Give me a burden. Give me boldness today every single day. But you know what? I leak and I grieve him. And this is the lynch pen of victory right here. Now, I understand the flesh because I got saved at 22. And I understand smoking dope and doing drugs and all the sex and all the stuff. And I, I fully get what it means to feed my flesh. Are y'all with me? Now, some of you got saved when you were eight. worst thing you ever did was smoking orange crayon. Okay, so, but, but listen if you're born again, you have the old nature that you were born with, separated from God. The harsh deceitful, desperately wicked. Who can know it? Then you're saved, and the Spirit of God moves in your life. And whoever you surrender to is who's going to win the victory. And if you'll daily surrender to Him, so is the question is, who's in control of your life? See Galatians 2:20, which is the spiritual Spartan passage that Pastor Zach always teaches: "The glorious death. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me." And this life which I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Holy Spirit, don't let us grieve you right now. God, I'm so sorry but I saw a lot of people grieve you last service. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Father, God, we're, we're, the doors of heaven are open for business. And you said, if we, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will you give of the Holy Spirit of those to those that ask? And so right now, God, in these next couple of holy moments, don't let us grieve you. Don't let us quench you. Don't let us hinder you. Don't let us hamper you. Lord, move freely from the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Now, if you would say, hey, Pastor, you know what, man, I, I agree. Wow, never heard anything like this. And I just really know that my flesh is in control way too much. If that's you, I just want you to stand up right where you are. Stand up right where you are. Just go it. That's you, man. I I know my flesh is in control way too much. Just stand up right where you are. Come on. By the way, pride is the deed of the flesh. It's all between you and God. All between you and God. Now, if you are standing, I don't even care who. I am not going to look in because it may be mad less so. But this is the deal, man. Just raise your hands to God. Father, we, we just we we confess that the flesh gets in control and out of control. Lord, we we kill him, but he climbs back off the altar and he wants back in control. He wants what he wants, and we want what you want. And so we just ask you to Galatians two twenty us. We ask you to crucify that flesh. We ask you to to as, as John seven Jesus said, if we have if we're in Christ, and so we crucify the flesh in all of His passion. So God, would you crucify our flesh in Jesus' name? We're going to have a seat. Maybe you say, no oh, Pastor, I, really, I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, man. I, man, I, if, I, if I measure my life against those four marks, I'm coming up short. We all are. But if you say, I, man, I need a dose of the ghost. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't care what's happening in your past, but I need the power of God. Just go ahead and stand right where you are. Just go ahead and stand up right where you are. Stand up right where you are. Man, I, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just stand up right where you are. Come on, stand up. So here's the deal. Just raise your hands. All those want to be filled, raise your hands. Lord, we raise up these lightning rods. We we raise up our hands, which is a universal sign of surrender. We surrender and we submit. Would y'all just say that's me? I surrender my life to the Holy Spirit. Fill me. Thrill me. Have your way. I die to me, and I will live through you. Now, God, I pray for Acts 1-8. I pray for Acts 4.31, the place that we are seated will be shaken and that we will be filled with the Holy Spirit and we will speak the Word of God with boldness. I pray times of reflection will come from the presence of the Lord. I pray Ephesians 5.18 will happen today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I pray for those that stand a new life, of victory, a new joy in the journey, a new power for the path, a new walk, a new worship. God, I pray that you will so fill us and flood us, that revival will break out, and the Holy Spirit will move, and there will be such glory in the house that it will be obvious who's saved and who's lost. That God, you will move to such a degree that life will flow from this church. Every campus will make it hard to go to hell. We'll build the greatest church this in our Pentecost. Spirit of God, light us up. Like a volcano erupt. Like a river rain. Let your power flood. Let your power fall. on, somebody, you've got some to pray in his house. Come on. What a body God we serve. Yes. As usual. We want you. We want your power. Oh, God, use us to see our family and friends saved. God, use us to extend your gospel and extend your hand. Oh, God, have your way. We surrender. We can't wait to see what you're going to do. God, thank you. It's been a great week with Movement and this weekend. And, oh, God, we're going to leave full of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, amen. Amen. You got to speak for just a second, we'll be done. Now, I'm not going to gym today. This is the deal. If you're not born again, the Holy Spirit's not open to you, it's only for believers. And so there's going to be pastors up front, and prayer people, if you want to come pray with some folks. Man, if you want, listen, there shouldn't be a demarcation of about 400 radical students. Everybody's standing the lamp behind them. Come on. Now, I know what some of you think. Yeah, I went to camp when I was fifteen. I got fired up. Well, crap, what happened to you? What happened? Come on. Our God deserves the lavish praise and worship. Are you with me? So, man, let's live, let's live it. Pray for our students. I pray for our campuses. Next weekend we're going to talk about the power rising up in the power of prayer. It's going to be off the chain. You wanna bring has it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? Even hot, it's been good to be in the house of God. Listen, we love you. You're going to walk on an open heaven this week. You're going to be filled today and again tomorrow. You're going to be hungrier than you've ever been for the things of God and the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And He is going to rise up in every student, every man, every woman. He is going to grow you to a place and a walk that you didn't know was even possible. In Jesus' name, believe it and receive it and walk in victory. And we'll see you guys next week. And we love you.